Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. All right, and we're back. And guys, uh, we're so glad to have you. My name is Neil D'Souza, and this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We've got today on our show Steve Arneson, who is co-founder of the company Reinvestors. And if you haven't listened to the first part of the interview, you got to go back and jump into that. But we're about to get into wealth building strategies that he teaches. And uh, we're so glad to have Steve on the show. Steve, thank you uh, for being here. Man, my pleasure. I like that first half and I'm just eager to get going on this one too. Come on. Okay, so we're, we're now talking about wealth building and you took a business that was meeting in the back of a restaurant in a, a you guys were doing meetups and, um, and you've taken that and you've built it into a multi-million dollar business. So, and you're a teacher, you're, you're an investor, you're a teacher and I believe you do mentorship as well. Tell, come on, teach us, teach uh, people that are listening that are, you know, first timers or, you know, they want to get in. Where, where do people start? Where, where, what do you teach? Yeah. So, you know, listening to the first half, you know, that I'm in real estate and I'm a big believer that real estate is one of the best, if not the best tool for wealth creation. Mm. I think that they're, you know, doing real estate, right. Um, not that it's any kind of guarantee. I don't think there's any guarantees in life, but it's as close to a guarantee as you can possibly find. Mm -hmm. And so how we structure it is if you're looking for a property for us, a non-essent or sorry, an essential piece of it is it has to cash flow. And a lot of investors, you know, if your property wasn't cash flowing, just especially through this pandemic time, you are hurting right now. You know, lots of people have, you know, uh, lost pieces of income, if not all income, you know, if tenants aren't paying rent or, you know, just partial pieces. And now you're having to, you know, make up that extra bit every single month that can hurt bad, especially if you're just a mom and pa investor kind of scraping by and how we structure it all is, uh, insulated more. And so, you know, if you have a property that's cash flowing a thousand bucks a month, that's fantastic. You know, it's great that it can supplement your lifestyle or, you know, just go into a savings account. But even more importantly is it protects you in the downfalls. And mm -hmm. in the downfalls is where you get made or, break, made or broken. And, um, and so just from the get-go, uh, you know, I think cash flow is an absolute essential to, uh, to the real estate side of things. So do you take, when, when you're dealing with people, do people have to have a lot of money to come in and start? investing with you? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, no, not at all. Like if you're starting in your own portfolio, there are creative strategies that allow you to buy real estate with none of your own money. And in the industry, the term Come is on, we've heard this infomercial before and on late night TV. Exactly. One o'clock in the morning, you're yeah. chowing down some popcorn. That's and, right. Yeah. And uh, no, that's true, man. Like when we first started, we had no idea that it was a real thing. And uh, the more and more we looked at it, you know, joint venture partnerships, OPM is the term, other people's money. And, you know, at first it sounds like a scam. It sounds like, you know, just uh, something that, you know, fairies are sprinkling dust over and, 
you know, Peter Pan is taking to taking you to, you know, never ever land or wherever he goes. But, um, you know, I'm living proof of it. And there's hundreds of people out there that are living proof of it as well. We started off with, you know, Randy and I both had uh, investment property ourselves, but we hit the ceiling of we can't qualify for the next property. So even if we had cash, which we didn't at the time, you know, we still couldn't buy a property. So we had to figure out a way to buy another property. And through that came joint ventures. Right. And the basic of a joint venture is two or more parties that collaborate for a single goal. And so for us, our kind of tools and skill set that we're bringing into the partnership was we knew how to find really great opportunities mm. with significant ROI with very minimal risk. And we had exit strategies and whole, you know, systems to mitigate those risks, you know, completely. And we were able to find the deals, you know, buy the deals basically, or at least lock them up with, you know, strong negotiating. And we had the whole system on the back end to manage the you know, renovations or the tenants or whatever, all the way through the process. The piece that we didn't have was the money and the credit to go qualify for the property. Mm-hmm. So we sought out people out there who had those pieces of, you know, here in Victoria or your average home is, you know, we're buying 600 and change. Um, so we need somebody who could qualify for that type of mortgage and who had that type of down payment. And mm-hmm. there are people out there, that don't have the knowledge or skill sets to find those types of really good deals, but still want to capitalize on the returns that you get through real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And so together we're a perfect, we're a match made in heaven. We get to bring our skill set of finding and creating those really great deals and other people get a very passive approach into, um, you know, into the returns of real estate. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, the truest sense, a joint venture, right? Two, two people coming together or, a group of people come together on a, on a single venture. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That that's awesome. So do you ever, do you have people that uh, maybe they don't have as much? Cause you mentioned about uh, working partners. Uh, so do you have sometimes people that hey say, look, I don't have money, but can I, can I help on this side? Can I do more, put in more of my own efforts and maybe someone else? Uh, helps bring the money are yeah, people exactly. like that so able to come to you uh yeah so typically we work just with financial partners yeah. um but we are starting a, a different type of partnership where instead of us managing the part uh the properties we're actually partnering with another party to do all the property management and construction side of things mm-hmm. so that way we get less of the pie but yeah. we get to focus on what we're really good at finding right. new creative deals that give a great return secure great return as well as you know, raising capital, building you know our our, our network of investors, right. and so we get to eliminate you know call it thirty hours a week yeah. by partnering with somebody else to to manage all of that, and they're going to be very uh, skilled at that, and we get to then go focus on what we're super good at, and mm-hmm. together as a team, it creates just a, a great cycle and great uh, synergy between us all to to grow and scale faster. Yeah, well, so that's interesting that you mentioned that because. I could, I can personally see some issues with trying to do it all right off the get go, but I, I'd love to hear from you, you know, what are some of the things that, that, how you're seeing it and how it's showing up for you that, Hey, we could keep doing this, but we're now seeing the benefit and, and you just mentioned about scaling. So can you explain a little bit about that or why it isn't beneficial to, to try to do everything? Yeah. So 
trying to do everything you're kind of a jack of all trades yeah when i look at a jack of all trades i think of a handyman and let's look at the income of a handyman you're probably paying them you know if it's under the table i don't know 30 40 50 bucks an hour and that's kind of his ceiling or her ceiling whereas you look at a somebody who drills down into one particular niche and becomes an expert in that space they become a lot fewer and then in higher demand mm. and so their income is you know 100 bucks an hour 120 mm. bucks an hour and so if you can put the right people in the right seats in your business who are excellent pros at those you know particular spaces whether it be property management or finding deals or raising capital or the administration side of things whatever you're going to have a well-oiled machine big enough to like that's prepared to scale so i know that my skill set is not administration work not that i'm bad at it i just friggin hate it right and so for me if that was bogging me down 10 12 15 hours a, a week um i would much rather pay somebody to do that right get it off of my stress level for one and out of my to-do list so that I can go focus on what I love doing. And, um, you know, which is typically a higher return on my time. And so one thing that I just want to tell people is you don't have to be building, you know, uh, an empire. If that's not for you, don't do that. Don't feel pressured to go and buy, you know, a hundred doors in a year or, or whatever that looks like. If it's just something that you want to take on as, you know, a part-time piece where you love the job that you're in, but you understand that you need to build a real estate portfolio to secure your future and your legacy, and you want to pick up, you know, a property a year, I think that's a phenomenal goal, but you have to have the right systems and the right knowledge to put all that together. Wow. I, I think that is so valuable. I, I think that's amazing because there's a key in there that people need to understand themselves because mm -hmm. you don't have to go out and become this real estate mogul to be able to enjoy real estate. You can love the job that you do and allow other people leverage yourself and allow other people to have some of the knowledge and have the skills and be able to, you know, effectively diversify yourself and get your money to work for you. So that's, that's really powerful. Because I think there sometimes it can be taught too much that you have to leave your job. You have to leave your job when there's tons of people that love what they do. And it's better that you stay there and keep doing that and instead create the partnerships and, uh, like you said, the, the joint venture partnerships to be able to fulfill on some of those other dreams that you have. Yeah, I'm a big component that, uh, a big advocate that, you know, your soul has to be fueled. And so if you're like, for me, I was in a position that it didn't feel my soul. So I had to shift and change and I found real estate and, you know, created a business and want to grow our business. And that fuels my soul every single day. Right. I may work eight, 12, 15 hour days on a regular basis, but I love it. And, you know, I encourage people to, to find that piece that they love and, and just, you know, dive in. And if real estate is that excellent, if it's not, but you still want to build it as a, a an engine for you on the long run. Right. You know, that's very, very doable. Right. And so you asked early about like what uh, somebody, I guess, newer can kind of start off with or, 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 you know, I just want to start off at the beginning on real estate side of things just real briefly. You know, 
you may be your your viewers or listeners might be asking yourselves like you know why real estate over stock or you know owning a business or what else and so i just want to comment on that real quick if i can Mm -hmm. please so the way we look at it is a uh, we all need a vehicle for investing and the way we see it this is kind of cheesy but it makes sense is the best vehicle is a car car and the car stands for cash flow appreciation and the recapture of your mortgage so your principal that you earn back on the property and so when you look at it as a uh, as a real estate asset in the buy and hold type of space your cash flow uh, as i mentioned earlier is a must don't buy anything that's you know bleeding your bank account right unless you have you know unless it's going to be a flip you know short term or development property down the road but mainly don't buy it if it doesn't cash flow and typically the type of cash flow that we see now we're in that kind of five to seven percent range. There are markets across Canada that have a higher cash on cash return. There are markets in Canada like the Vancouver's and Toronto's and major metropolitans that will have a lower cash on cash return. So let's call it five for easy numbers. The appreciation is uh, nationwide average of three percent. Mm-hmm. So your hundred thousand dollar house will grow three percent every single year but it's not just three percent because the whole asset is growing three percent but typically you only put 20 percent down or less right so your returns actually magnified right and then the r is your uh the recapture of your principal okay and teach us so about this. pardon me teach us about this the so recapture the, the recapture of your principal is what your tenants are paying down on your mortgage every single month. Yeah. And so that's another word for it is equity. Yeah. Equity, you know, lots of people in Canada are equity rich but cash poor. Right. And so that's why I think cash flow coming back to the basics is so important is you got to make sure that you're building that engine so that if you were to lose your job or if you wanted the freedom to be able to be like, you know what, I don't like this job anymore, or I want to take a job in, you know, Paris, France or whatever, that cash flow will be able to give you more opportunities to do that. And so circling it all back around for making 5% on cash flow, you know, just for an easy number, let's say 5% on, on appreciation. And then your recapture uh, of your principal is usually about 7%. So right there, just alone, you're making 17%, like super easy. You can find those things all day long and bat them out of the park. Right. Good tenants, good properties, you know, easy enough to find and negotiate to, to acquire. And so uh, with that, there are like, we always have to have, you know, exit strategies in place. So, you know, if it's not going to, we're super conservative with all of our numbers as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're expected to make say a thousand dollars in rent in our initial calculations, we're making sure that we put down, you know, eight fifty or something like that. So mm-hmm. that if there is some sort of downturn, like we're in right now, you know, we're still covered and we know that this property is still going to work. Right. And so if you were to walk down the road and talk to any average Joe or Jane and ask them, Hey, what is a really good return on investment? I would bet you that eight or nine people out of 10 are going to go, well, I'd love to make 10%, right? Anything double digits. Yeah. You know, my TFSA right now that I'm just sitting with because I want liquidity in, in RBC, I think it's making 1.5%. And, you know, GICs and mutual funds, I think, you know, even the stock, you know, if you look at the stock market for the last 40 years, I think your average return is somewhere between six and eight. Mm. And so if you can pick up real estate assets that are, 
easy to find and, and manage that are bare minimum 17%, you're going to grow your wealth substantially and a lot faster with a whole lot less volatility mm. because real estate markets don't drop overnight. They drop over time. Yeah. If, if you are in a depreciating uh, market, whereas look at March 16th this year, the stock took a huge kick right. in one single day. That does not happen in real estate. Right. Wow. Um, there's, a, there's a whole number of things that I could get into there. I, I mean, I think that, for, first of all, for those of us that have uh, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad or that, you, you know, he always talks about you don't put your money into a deal unless you know how you're getting it back out, right? Knowing your exit yeah. strategies and, and uh, he says, preferably having more than one way to get your money out. So, you know, you're the recapture that you talk about it definitely resonates for me and I'm sure for, for any listeners that uh, have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, the other thing that I thought about there was people are always asking the question, is, is now a good time to buy? And I think you've actually already addressed it that you're going to be able to handle the volatility of whatever's going on, right? And you even build it into your models, when you look at the, how it's going to cash flow, you build in the, the rough times. And so it sounds like to me that if people want to get started, it's probably the best time, it's probably the best time ever to get started because you're already, you can see it in front of you to build it in. Yeah, I mean, then I can't remember who says it, but uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. <laughs> the next best time is right now. That's right. That's and right. so I actually did a video right as kind of coronavirus was really picking up and it was, should I wait for the market to fall or should I invest now? Yeah. And it compared side by side the returns over you know, one year and five years or something like that. It was a really great video. I'll send you the link so you can kind of take it in. Um, but it's one, it's, it's, um, it's environment specific. Right. So if, you know, I'm just going to use Canada as a, as a, as a general, um, you know, Victoria, BC has so many different industries supporting its economic factors that you could kick out tourism like COVID has, you could kick out government. And because of the tech and retirement, uh, uh, you know, immigration, you know, all the drops we have here, military, et cetera, we're still in a, a position that you could take out our two biggest industries and our city still thrive. Right. <clears throat> there aren't, there are places out there in Canada that don't have that. Right. I'm sure there's places in Alberta that are feeling it real hard right now because oil is taking a beating. And now with, um, with coronavirus, like more and more businesses are taking a beating. So, you know, that market might be going down right now. Right. You know, we were just talking to a guy in Regina a couple of weeks ago and he said like right now is not a good time to buy in Regina. Right. And so you have to know your market, Right. but it, there's, there's nothing preventing you from living in Regina and investing in Victoria. Right. Especially in a joint venture model because you can have boots on the ground, in Victoria, you know, building your wealth for you while you're more of a passive approach, or you could be a more active manager, either mm -hmm. way works. Um, but for me, it's, it's real estate on our model because we're buying holds, it's a long-term game. Mm. You can flip, you know, typically there's a little bit more risk with that because, you know, we started to flip in February and then, you know, uh, uh, the pandemic hit in March. And so when we went to market in April, we were like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. We're either going to lose 50 grand or we're going to make a hundred somewhere in between. Right. Uh, so there's that, there's that risk out of it. But from a buy and hold perspective, when you put all the right pieces of the puzzle together 
and you have the cash flow, you have good tenants, you have the good management system, treat your tenants like gold. And when you have all that in place and you wait it out for five or 10 years, you can't lose because of the principle that you gain, the cash flow that you have and the appreciation that's happened in, you know, a smart wise market. Mm. There's never been a time in history where Victoria has lost or has gone down in, in value over a 10 year span. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, finding those markets that, that will work for your model. Yeah. Uh, so is it net smarter now to invest or wait? It's always smarter now in right. the right area with the right strategy. Well, the two things, one, I, I was thinking, um, you know, with, with regards to the, the volatility, is it the right time, this, that, or the other, we know that in, for, for people that, that understand some economics, if the, if the government's continuing to take on debt, like they're doing right now, and they're, they're effectively right now giving out free money, right? Um, that is going to be taxed at a later point, but just that alone will help to increase. There's a lot more factors, but just that alone will help to increase values, right? Because there's, there's money out there. And so sometimes we see that, that reaction happen where prices are going up, not necessarily because the house is valued that much more, but because we continue to, to print money, but we won't go down that road. That's a, that's a whole nother economic discussion about currency that we won't get into. But um, I did want to mention that I also think there's power in actually um, investing outside of your direct vicinity. A lot of people like to invest, you know, in a vicinity where they can go visit, but I think it's also a bad habit because then you can, it's really easy to get sucked into that on a, on a daily basis. Let me go see the place. Let me go manage it. And what you start off with, you know, sometimes it's better let someone else handle it. And if it's a little further out from you, you can't do that. And so you have to make sure that you hire the right people to manage your investment so that you're actually making money on your, on your money rather mm -hmm. than trying to go out and, and do all that work. So I think there's actually huge value in, in what you're talking about. Someone living in Regina and investing in, in Victoria. Yeah, that's, invest where the returns are best. That's right. And well, that's where you want to invest. And there is no such thing as a Canadian real estate market. Um, everything is regional and local. So uh, yeah, there's like you mentioned, like on the economics side of things, just real quick, like there's, there's macroeconomics, which is your, your global economics where, you know, uh, trades come into, into a factor of population growth, migration, yep. et cetera. Yes. Uh, you know, new business, old business, you know, oil commodities, whatever. Yes. That's a global piece of it. Yes. There's you know next layer down. Maybe it's just national where in Canada we have our own, you know, policy and that can change over time and, you know, be uh, affected just from, um, you know, our own government perspective. And then each province has their own economy because they all have their own management. They all have their own ins and outs. And right. then even smaller than that, you've got cities. And even just within a city in Victoria, BC, like there are places in Victoria where I'm not going to invest. And then there are places three blocks over where I would own every single one of those properties. And so there's, there's macroeconomics and microeconomics. And you really have to have at least the basics of all of it to really understand where you should put your money. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we could probably do a private webinar just on that, 
We'll, but we'll hold off. I, I want to actually ask a couple, you know, as we're starting to round up here, what's next for you? I know you've got some big things going on. Can you tell us about what, what's coming up? Yeah. Um, you know, one, we, we want to continue to get back and grow as much as we possibly can, but I think you're more so referring to the mastermind that we're putting together. And yeah, I heard just a little bit about this. Can you tell, tell us more? Yeah, it's something that we're really, really excited about. So, you know, over the years, you've, you've already hear, heard me talk about like the masterminds that we've invested in and the growth yeah. that we've come from that. And we've learned just a ton. Um, and we've built some really amazing friendships and some great partnerships and some great connections through the masterminds that we've been a part of. But we haven't been uh, able to find uh, a mastermind that has uh, elite level and established investors in Canada. Mm-hmm. And so for the last year or so, Randy and I have been looking for this mastermind to invest into, to jump into a new level of circle uh, network and surround ourselves with, you know, total elite experts. And, you know, our, it's our goal to always be like the dumbest people in the room. Mm-hmm. Because if we're that person, we know that there's nowhere to go but up. Right. And we couldn't find it. So we figured if we're thinking about it as well and looking for it, but it's not there, there's other people across Canada that are looking to surround them, themselves with, you know, established high achievers in real estate, building a business. And so because we couldn't find it, we're like, oh, F it. Let's just go build it, put it together. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, put on the, the entrepreneur hat again and, and uh, let's go create it and fill that void. And so we've partnered with a guy by the name of Darren Voros uh, out in the, the Toronto market area. And we're putting together a exclusive invitation only um, you know, network of about 30 people who all have the same mindsets of collaboration, abundance mindset, support, growth, education, and uh, are wanting to build, uh, you know, a cash producing machine through their business. Right. And um, so it's something that we're launching in September. Uh, you can hit us up or just check out synergymastermind.ca to learn all of the format and the details Synergy of it. Synergy Mastermind, you said? Correct. Okay. Synergy Mastermind. .ca. All right. Sorry. Carry on. And it's just going to be an elite group of people that collaborate on a weekly basis. Uh, we're going to bring in our mentors and our mentors' mentors to come and do you know, um, 60 to 90 minute teachings and trainings. And we're really trying to put it together. So we're the dumbest people in the room. And we've got you know, fund managers that are in, developers, um, you know, people who have a thousand doors under the belt and looking to do another thousand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's uh, something that, you know, selfishly, we just want more friends in, you know, high level real estate. Right. And how do you find those people when you get to the, this point, you know, the higher you go, the thinner the air. And we just wanted to facilitate something that was world class and um, for people looking for that same type of connect connection between other higher achievers. Wow. I. I love the mindset there. I love the mindset that, hey, if we can't find it, let's build it. I mean, yeah. that, that's powerful in and of itself, uh, much less everything else that, that you've already talked about. But that's, uh, that's the synergy mastermind uh, that you're, you're starting. And when, and when is that coming? When is that coming into reality? So we're going to start at like our first call is going to be in September. Okay. Uh, September Do we have a date on that already? I think it's the second. September 2nd. Yeah. All right. September 2nd, Synergy Mastermind. Yeah. So it's going to be a a year-long event where we connect every week and we're going to do a couple of retreats 
uh, so we can, you know, cause it's going to be people from all across Canada, yeah. but we want to make sure that there's a face-to-face aspect of it as well, because you and I can build a, a, a deeper friendship over, you know, two beers live in person right. versus, you know, two years over zoom. Right. And uh, so it's just something really special to that, that human yeah. interaction. Um, and just real quick, like on the, on the note of creating, if you can't find it, like my mom called me just a couple of weeks ago, uh, stubbornly relentless. I just won't take no as an answer. And I think, you know, when you have a, a deep passion for something, whether it be wealth creation through real estate or any, any other vehicle, or maybe it's just, uh, you know, want to start a business or maybe it's just, you know, you're looking for people with similar mindsets. Don't take no for an answer and just keep right. pedal down and keep looking. Cause, uh, if there's not a way to do it, you can go make one. Well, now, now I know why I, I like you so much. So as a kid, my mom, I always used to tell me that I was stubborn as a mule, except she did it with an Indian accent, but uh, she would call me stubborn as a mule. And, you know, I always took that as a negative for so many years until at some point it clicked in and I realized that that stubbornness can also be determination, right? The flip side of it is determination and you can keep going when other people quit. And so, but let me just ask you one other question about this mastermind um, qualifications, like, because you're now you're sounding like this is, this is not the entry level mastermind. This is for, this is for people that are already in the game or give us some, some, who, who should be looking at this contact? Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's lots of great groups out there uh, for people who are looking for their first partnership, looking for their first deal or second deal, looking to raise their first million, et cetera. There's lots of great support groups out there, but what we found there's not a lot of groups out there or support networks for people who are already established and building the business. Right. So like kind of credentials is you got to already have a, a growing portfolio. You're committed to the year and being involved in the calls and the accountability that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in this for the long haul and you want to build a business and scale the business. And right. so if that's you, Synergy Mastermind is perfect for you. And we'd love to talk to you to see if you're a good fit for it. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, for the beginners out there uh, that want to reach out to you, they can still reach out to you and, um, and find out about getting started. In yeah, please do. Like hook, the best, the best place for beginner real estate investors right now is Facebook. Check yeah. out like our Facebook group is called the reinvestors community. There's one in Alberta called uh, fearless investors. Uh, there's one in Toronto area called level up real estate. Uh, I think there's one in the Quebec area that's like REI vision. And so like these groups are, are, you know, 400 people to 4,000 people. And right. you can just hop in there, you know, digest the content, read, ask questions, connect with people. And that's really the, one of the best ways to connect with other, uh, other real estate investors right now. It's just Facebook groups. Okay. Is there anything that we didn't cover? I think we oh, covered the gambit. There's- there's tons that we didn't oh, cover, wow. but you okay, can only, yeah. there's, you there's a, do it so much there, for... <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of... If we chose to go down each uh, different avenue, I, I know that you could do entire sessions. Oh, yeah. Gone. I could talk about this all day. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. So we talked so about what? what's next. Let's let's uh, mention it again. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they're, they're looking to contact you? Yeah, Steve Arneson. You can check me out on Facebook, Instagram. If you want to connect with our business, it's just the reinvestors. Um, you know, we're online reinvestors.ca, uh, all of our social handles are, are the reinvestors. And, and the one little piece I just want to leave at the, as this is, 
is more so on that leadership aspect, but also on the personal growth train and mm. combined, it really ties in well to like wealth mastery. And one of the biggest things that I've recognized over the last couple of years where I've done a lot of work on myself and on, on my business, consistency matters. And it can be great to book yourself a day to do a deep dive into something, but consistency, if all you can do is change your, you know, grow by 1% a day, 1% a month, that's great. Consistency, if you commit to it over six months, a year, you know, 10 years, it'll really change your life. And I was, this is a conversation for another day, but you can, you can look it up on other, other podcasts and stuff. I was, uh, you know, on the edge of a 15th floor balcony looking over the edge. And, um, one of the things that saved me was, you know, uh, six months later, I didn't jump, obviously I'm still here. Um, one of the things that saved me is like, you know what, I'm just going to do one thing a day that makes me happy or makes me a better person. And so I was super depressed at the time. I committed to just, you know, one thing a day. And so the first day I went for a run, which I hadn't done for a long time. Second thing is I picked up a book. Third thing is I reached out to a friend and it just kept on going and going and going. And the point I want to make out of this is if you're, you know, if negative is south and you're heading due south right now, all it takes is six months of one degree changes a day. And you can totally turn your compass around and head north. And it's just one degree a day. So that consistency and that, uh, that implementation is just so important, regardless if it's in leadership or wealth. And I just wanted to make sure we touched on that before we closed out. Wow. Wow. How do you, how do you drop that right at the end? <laughs> teaser for next time round two. Oh my goodness yeah uh, I mean that's that's a story that we'd love to hear about we'll we'll have to do it another time uh it, guys if you want to check out uh Steve you can find them all over YouTube lots of tutorials lots of insight lots of knowledge you, you've got his website check him out Steve thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for sharing all of that we're gonna have to come back to that story about the 15th floor. I can't believe you dropped that at the very end, but um, thank you very much. We're so glad to have you on the show. And uh, we, we really hope all the best for you and the mastermind coming up September 2nd. Uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing about that launch and, and hearing about the good things that you're doing out on the West Coast of Canada from sea to shining sea. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Neil. This has been great. All right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. We've got much more coming up in the weeks ahead, but I want to ask that if you can take the time to give us some feedback, we really appreciate it. Really means a lot to me. And uh, if you just take just a couple of seconds, it really does mean the world. And don't forget to like and follow. We'll see you guys next time here on Leadership to Wealth.